I would recommend if you're going to think about having a podcast or if you're going to do a solo cast or you're going to do something with an interview style, figure that out. Like come to the table with an outline of your thoughts and 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 some sort of idea of what you want to have a conversation about or what the podcast is going to be, you know, the theme of the the show so that people, you know, they need to know what book they're opening. They need to know what movie they're going to turn on, right? They so what you have to have that in mind at first, but then your voice, your cadence, your flow is all going to come as a result of you turning the microphone on. So I would recommend that people just get started. Don't get caught up with the technicalities of what microphone, what headphones, what cameras I'm going to use. Simply start, record, think of it as an audio experience only if that's going to get you started, right? You, you can just provide value and, and, and show up with your expertise and you're going to help someone, even if it's one person. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the None of Your Business podcast. You've got Sean and Lacey here. And today, just as always, we have a super fascinating guest that I am positive is going to provide massive value to you, helping you to expand your knowledge base, um, grow your business so that you can reach more people, make a bigger impact and create the lifestyle that you desire. You know, one of the things that we learned early on was the power of a podcast. But one of the mm. things that we screwed up early on, I don't know if we screwed it up, but we- We could have done it better. Well, we've been doing a podcast <laughs> for weekly, weekly for seven years now. Yeah. But it wasn't made public. It was only broadcast into our private members only group. And so there was a point where we decided, hey, we needed a public facing podcast, which is this, the none of your business podcast, which piggybacked off of off of the launch of our book by the same name. Well, we've had tremendous benefit, not just financially. Everybody wants to know, like, well, what do you get? What's mm. your ROI on the podcast? But listen, developing relationships, connections, opening doors all through having a podcast. Um, and we want to talk today with a verifiable expert. So don't take our word for right. it because we're just stumbling through life. So we, we decided to get an absolute expert to help us to walk through and navigate all things, leveraging a podcast to develop a personal brand, to reach people, et cetera, et cetera. So everybody, please welcome in Eric Cabral. Super excited to hear from him. But, and, and this is going to be tough because we're going to have to like, we're going to have to restrict ourselves so that we're not, um, trying to go down this road of real estate, which I'm really fascinated <laughs> yeah, by. Well, wineries, um, I could go down that road. So, a too. lot of people may know him from his work in the real estate field. I right? mean, he's done tremendous things there. Um, and I know our viewers, our watchers, our listeners are going to probably be reaching out to him and asking him real estate questions. So, I'm sorry about that, Eric. I know you're here to teach us about podcasts. This is a podcast episode about podcasts. Podcast. Oh, so many. <laughs> Tell us how tell us how you end up here in this space because honestly, you know, the runway to this is quite fascinating of how you end up here. Um, and I think that it parallels what a lot of our viewers and listeners are going through themselves in real time. 
Yeah, I, first and foremost, thank you so much for, for having me and for, for having me share with your audience any sort of value that I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to provide. And thanks for your, you know, sharing your story as well. I didn't realize you guys were like behind the scenes recording podcasts and doing what everybody should be doing, um, you know, behind, you know, for your, for your, for your tribe. And it's, it's really cool to, to know that you guys do have the chops. You do have the expertise. Um, you know, so I'll just add on to, to whatever ideas and experiences you've had, but, uh, yeah, I was in corporate America for over 20 years. So, you know, I, I was playing it safe. You know, I was, I was doing what I was told and being a good corporate boy and bleeding corporate blue or whatever the corporate colors were. And, uh, you know, waiting 30 years to collect my gold watch. And, um, yeah. And then I realized at some point, I was like, I don't know if this is working out. My life seems super predictable and boring and, and I'm heavy and I'm depressed and our second child is coming and I don't feel prepared. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was, it was really sort of an aha moment, my eureka moment when um, I discovered a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by a fellow uh, you know, amazing Jedi master to me, Robert Kiyosaki. And um, I was driving to work. And I was listening to the audiobook. Uh, I like to read audiobooks. Um, and there he was, you know, providing unknown and unforeseen and, 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 and strategies and knowledge that I just had. It was all new to me. And I was just flooded with emotions of anger and frustration and inspiration to do something with my life, to do something different, to do something that wasn't the norm. And um, I had to go home and have a come to Jesus moment, not just with myself, but with my CEO of the household wife um, that I, I'm thinking about leaving creative. I've been doing it for so long. Uh, it's 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 kind of boring. I don't know how to level up or change my life or our life. And how do I provide uh, the next level, which was becoming the word legacy and financial freedom to me. And because I have such a loving and supporting wife um, who trusted in everything that I that I believe in, said, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it together. And that's what set us on this path to, 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 to create business. Oh, I, was, I love the, the kind of aha moment. And I think a lot of people in their lives, they, they have that moment and they, they say to themselves, like, what am I doing? Um, things are so predictable. Things are, things aren't exciting anymore. I'm not passionate about this, but so many people don't take action. Right. And so was there anything in there that you, that really drove at you to say, I'm taking action on this moment? Because it would have been really easy to stay where you were. Yeah. I mean, it was every single day, Lacey, where I, I was like, what am I doing? You know, uh, I... I <laughs> You know, how many conversations at the water cooler about The Walking Dead? How, how much time am I going to spend in a cubicle? Um, you know, I, I likened it to, um, you know, when I discovered what veal truly was, you know, I was like, wait a minute, it's, it's a baby calf that's in a box and you don't allow it to grow. And I'm eating this thing and I'm like enjoying it, but I feel super guilty and like it's disgusting. But here we are. <laughs> I'm a veal in a box, right? right. You, there is no growth in a cubicle. There is no growth if you don't expand beyond your boundaries. And why do we why do why do why do we hesitate to do it, right? Because right. we don't know what's beyond the box. We don't know what's behind the door. Well, spoiler alert, behind the door is an opportunity. And that's what I had to realize. And I also had to realize that taking risks creates opportunity, calculated risks though, right? Mm. Do the math, do your due diligence, make sure that you're setting up 
for failure because that will happen. That will come, trust me. But you have to understand that that failure is a lesson learned. That failure is you on the steps and the progress to success. So that's all reprogramming and upgrading of my operating system that I really, really, really had to take ownership of, Lacey. Um, and um, I forget that I always butcher this quote, but it's when when your current state or where you are becomes more painful than the change, mm -hmm. than what it'll take to change, That's that was the moment that made me that take action. Yes. Now it makes a little more sense, this uh, venture into real estate. I didn't know the rich dad, poor dad, you know, pre-side of that. But I also, one of the things that I admire is that it, it there's this realization, and you just said it again, then you had to do some research. So it wasn't like you just like, launched out and a lot of people do that and and ultimately even though you said like you got to be ready for failure a lot of people just you know have that sort of jerry Maguire moment right and then they're <laughs> just like pack my stuff i'm out of here but they don't really have a plan you had spent some time in trying to figure out what you were going to do next tell us about that process because that frankly is very unique yeah i had to i had to accept the fact that i was I was going to take a huge risk, right? And I, and I couldn't do it, like I said, without my loving wife. Um, because she, she and, and together, we uh, created enough savings. I like to call runway, right? Mm -hmm. For, to my, mm -hmm. Basically, if you have the ability to do that and you're disciplined enough to do that, we saved you know, a year to two years salary. Um, and, and I realized, wow, okay, I think that's going to be enough time uh, to do what I want to do. So I would, so that lit a fire under me. Okay, here's the time frame. You know, I want to do it in a year or less and start to establish myself, start to learn what I need to learn and start to surround myself with the people that are doing what I want to do. So all of these things started to come to fruition. All these opportunities started to come my way because I opened myself up to doing those things and discovering and finding and 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 partnering and and, and bringing value to people's lives. Uh, I didn't understand any of these concepts uh, as a W-2 employee because, uh, like I said, all I was concerned with was the next episode of House of Cards. And it was like, that is not where I want to continue. Uh, you know, I knew that I was born to be bigger and better than what I was doing for corporate America, which, frankly, I knew I could do it because I was creating massive wealth and value for these companies, you know, turning six figure businesses into multi-million dollar businesses. But I was still getting my six figure check, which is fine. I'm happy with that. Most people are, and that's okay. But I knew that if I could do that for them, why am I not doing it for us? Right. Mm -hmm. So you go, you go eventually, you get to the point where you're like, all right, um, I'm going to make this jump into real estate. And you find tremendous success, and I don't want to minimize that, but you find tremendous success there, and then you kind of have you kind of do it again, right? Like you reinvent yourself now, and then you and then you branch out now into media. Yeah, yeah. I let me rewind for a second, Sean, because I realize there's a story that I didn't get to share in terms of like you, you asked how I. I sort of did the due diligence and, and, and was some of the things that I needed to do. And I just want to quickly share with the audience here that, um, you know, I had to eat humble pie. Like I showed up to real estate meetings and here I am a 40 something learning from 20 somethings who were flipping homes, right? Who were doing the things that I wanted to do and learn. And I would stay, I would get that, I would be the first one in the door. 
And I would be the last one to leave because now I'm talking to the speakers. Now I'm talking to the organizers of the event and I'm taking chairs and I'm putting them on tables as we're having conversations and I'm just absorbing knowledge. And why was I doing that? Here I am, this high level executive, former executive, making good money, talking to these 23, 24 year olds. I had to take a slice, if not eat the entire pie uh, <laughs> because I wanted to get to where they were. You know, right. so I got to where they were and beyond because I kept looking for the next person. Who's the next person that I can help put chairs up? So I just wanted to share that story because uh, a lot of people don't want to do that. They have pride. They have ego. Right. They don't they want to they don't want to stuff that or, or figure it out. Right. You know, I had to I had to take those Lego pieces and disassemble it and re rebuild to something else in, in order to to get to the next level. So I'm sorry. I just wanted to share that with with the audience because uh, I realized uh I don't want to miss well, but I think that's that's very powerful. And, you know, we're big advocates, even though we coach and consult with a lot of service providers and entrepreneurs, we still ourselves always get get coaching and consulting. We're always looking for guidance and to learn learn from somebody else. And and I think so often people you're right. People don't step into that because they feel like maybe that they've reached the level where they know enough right? And that they're comfortable. And it's like, you can't expand, you can't grow, you can't get out of that box. Whether you're an entrepreneur or you're in a cubicle, you can't get out of the box unless you're looking to grow and find somebody better. And so I, I think that that's powerful. And I would imagine with your story, you still do that today in media and in podcasting and continue to learn. So, and that's a yeah. mindset thing. Totally, totally mindset thing, which which I wasn't aware of, you know, and, and, and thankfully technology and social media and, and, and podcasting, you know, these are the benefits of having access, right, to people that we normally wouldn't have access to. We, you know, I, there were there weren't the, the Gary V's or the Grant Cardones or whoever in the world sharing how they did it. Right, right. With us and then talking about mindset, you know, like Tony Robbins, when I was growing up. He was a he was a cassette or he was a CD in the car and you had to go purchase that. You had to go attend a seminar and then pay good money to get access to this information. Well, if you just subscribe to YouTube Premium, which I would recommend, I don't have stock, uh, but um, <laughs> I should have. Uh, well, Google, before Google bought. But um, for 15 bucks a month, I'm like, this is a no brainer because now I can listen to Tony Robbins or I can listen to Gary Vee. I can listen to the people that are go I'm going to learn from my audio mastermind, you know, my mentors in my car or in my earbuds at the gym all the time when my phone is off. So it's, it's, it's just a wealth of information and knowledge that are at our fingertips. But like you said, Lacey, when you have the information, how do you take action? And it's all about the mindset, right? It's, it's, it's getting past the demons and the voices in your head that tell you, you can't do it, right? The limiting beliefs. And that, till this day, I still work on it every single day. So I want to get to the the podcasting in the media, but there's yeah. this bridge, right? So we leave corporate, you go to real estate. As you said, you learn from the 20-somethings and they teach you the real estate game and you find amazing success. And one of the things too that, that, that I think is overlooked with you is your ability to create relationships, right? Mm -hmm. So you eventually figured this out. I mean, when you obviously, when you left corporate, it, you know, it wasn't a Jerry Maguire moment and that you brought all these people with you. You went out there by yourself. But but you you do have the ability to to rally people into sort of a cause or they get behind you. Um, and all you have to do is look at your track record of what you've done. But bridge that gap for our audience. You go out, you get into real estate, you're finding success, jump to 
podcasting. So what what was that bridge? How do we get into all of a sudden this whole world where now we're a media company, we're sharing information, and now we're helping other people to do the same? Single family, multifamily, media company. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't by design. Honestly, uh, I I was trying to figure things out along the way, right? You know, I, I wanted to become a real estate investor and that was my goal. I, I considered myself a retired creative. Like I'm not going to do those brochures, those logos of branding, the marketing anymore. I've done that. I've succeeded. I don't feel like I need to fill a void or prove myself anymore, right? I was able to manage teams who were then my hands and my eyes and my ears and I would just have the ideas. Little did I know I was the visionary to a company that that was that was forming. So when I got into real estate, I had to assemble teams. I had to inspire teams. I had to get them behind my vision and my message and what I was trying to do and try to, uh, you know, create. So when I realized that was happening and I was getting success, you know, buying multifamily and then eventually participating and in, in investing in uh, the second oldest winery. Renault here in New Jersey and all that has to offer. We have, there's a 50 room hotel and there's a full golf course there. And there's just 243 acres, just an amazing property that um, I got involved in because why I understood my real estate network. Like these were people that were, I was around each and every day and how do I serve, right? That's what I had to come to, to realize as well is how do I bring value to people's lives? This isn't about me making money anymore. Right. This is I had to get out of the mindset of like, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? What's in it for me? Like it was now what's in it for you? How can I help you? How can I provide value and offer what I do and my superpower in your world? So then once people started to realize, oh, Eric, holy crap, I love what you're doing on your podcast or I love what you're doing with your brands and your companies. Who's doing your logos, your marketing, your branding, your social media? Oh, me. And then, oh, really? You do that, too? And I'm like, yeah, I do that. And I'm like. Well, you want to guest on my podcast? Yeah, I'd love to. They'd hear the episode and then they would say, man, I didn't know your, your shows were that good. Can you do a show for me? Do I, do, do I deserve a show? I'm like, yeah, you absolutely do. One turned into two, turned into three, turned into dozens of clients. Now um, became a media agency because we do everything from soup to nuts, you know, audio, video, uh, you name it. And we do that really well for, for all the people in our circle and in our community that, that need it, um, and, and want to partner with us. I think that's such a common question that you said is, 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 is the a podcast right for me? Like, can I do a podcast? What would you say? I'm sure you've talked to tons of people and they've asked you this question over and over. What would you say to somebody that's thinking about getting into podcasting and they have maybe an idea or a concept, but they don't know if it fits their business and their brand? Yeah. So if you have a business, I highly, highly recommend it. And I'm sure Sean and Lacey might recommend Having a podcast is a necessity at this point. Like that is how marketing has evolved. And, and trust me, I've been in marketing forever, right? For, for decades. And there's never been a time where I've noticed there's this medium, there's this thing, there's tool that everyone has access to if they just took the step uh, to do it and to say, yes, I'm going to commit to this. Because that's the big problem is people are like, what type of commitment? That's one of the, the, the questions. Like, how, how much time do I have to put in? Well, as much time as you want to put in and as much time as in anything, right? You, you, you want to get into better shape. You got to put time. Like, if you want results in anything in life or business, you have to put the time in, right? So I'm not going to lie to people and say, 
podcast won't need your time. I mean, it's going to require something. So it's up to you and how you organize your time is really the, the recommendation I always give. It's like you block out your days, don't you? I hope you do as a business owner, if you're trying to get a lot done, are you blocking out times to do this, 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 or this? Well, block out an hour a week to record podcasts, get it started that way. But simply, if we rewind back, I'm like, pick up your phone. You know, there's an, a, 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 an app called Anchor where you can literally just record to your phone. And that's how I started my first few podcasts. I would talk in my basement real quiet while everyone's sleeping. Hey, this is Erica, Entrepreneur Circle, and uh, I'm, I'm recording a podcast. And I didn't know, like, you know, it was my mom listening and then eventually my wife. And I'm like, oh yeah, cool, I got two listeners. But eventually, <laughs> you know, eventually people start to pay attention because, well, you're, you're, you're talking about it, hopefully. And then you're, if you have an interview format, which is wonderful because it gives you an opportunity like this, you know, to, to, to build a relationship with someone that you otherwise wouldn't have. Um, and then now it starts to grow. Now it starts to gain awareness. And now you can start using it for the power that it truly is and harnessing it. And like uh, Sean and Lacey were saying earlier, it's all about building relationships, nurturing relationships, uh, you know, opening doors to opportunities and people. Quick story that I want to share here um, is... I was at an Entrepreneur Magazine event, and I probably was only up to a dozen episodes at the time. And Jason Pfeiffer, the editor-in-chief, was on stage. He's emceeing the whole event. You know, amazing, amazing personality. And, and obviously, someone who's, who's going to head up an entrepreneur has to be. So he's sort of the face and the brand of it right now. And we're leaving. The, the event's over. And he's walking out with his backpack slung over one arm. And I go, yo, Fife! I yell out, yo, Fife. And he walks up to me, and he's like, who is this guy? Do I know this guy? And we walk up to each other and I go, hey, man, I loved your energy today. Thank you so much for all your time and your, you know, your, your work here. It was a great, great event. Love to have you on my podcast, Entrepreneur Circle. And his eyes lit up. And he was like, oh, and I was like, oh, I better go home and trademark that because it looks like he, he's really interested in the name. But he said, yes, he's here's my card. And he said, yes. Now, if I didn't have a podcast, what, what, what would have happened there? Yo, Fife. Can we just have a cup of coffee with me? He's most likely is going to say no, but he doesn't know how big my audience is. He doesn't know what the show or like the 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 opportunities that that will potentially, you know, happen for him as a result of being on the show. 99.9% .9 of the people that I've asked to be on my show say yes. Why? Because it's an opportunity for them to speak on a stage to an audience they probably would never have access to, right? So you're giving them a gift. You have to think of it that way. So yes, you're worthy. And yes, your business needs a podcast. Mm. And look, so now I'm, I'm going to play the voice of the viewer and the listener because, <laughs> you know, I know what goes through most people's minds. And I also know that this is one of your strong suits as far as mindset is concerned. Um, here's, what, here's what everybody just thought as you said that. Absolutely. A million percent. I totally agree. I need to do a podcast, but, but, <laughs> but I'm not like Joe Rogan. Like I don't have, I mean, even I'm watching this, I mean, you've got a cool microphone. You got kind of like a set made up there. Like I, I, no, I, I won't be able to compete. The imposter syndrome creeps in. And yeah, you said that you used to do it on anchor on your telephone, but I can't do that in today's world because 9 million podcasts <laughs> And look, mine's just going to be terrible. So why would I even do that? Like, I, I'll actually end up making a fool out of myself. So here's the cool thing about that, Sean. Most people are thinking that, right? Uh, most people are thinking, I'm not worthy. What do I have to say? You know, who's going to listen? People are going to relate to you. If you come to the table completely transparent, here's the thing. 
and I would say, I, I don't want to call this a trend because I, I hope it continues forever and ever and ever. Vulnerability and transparency mm-hmm. and, ge- and, and, and the word genuine is, I know it's overused, but the thing is, if you come to the table that way and you document your journey saying, hey guys, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. This is so foreign to me. I'm scared. People are going to love you for it. Why? Mm-hmm. Because there are people like me, even I would I would lump you guys in, unfortunately, where we look like we know what we're doing, right? It was like, hey, that's intimidating, right? Like, <laughs> I don't want to, oh my goodness. Yeah, they have the microphones and the set and the camera and the logos. Don't worry about all that stuff. Just right. start, take action because nothing will ever happen if you don't take action, if you don't take the first step to do it. So if I would recommend, if you're going to think about having a podcast, or if you're going to do a solo cast, or you're going to do something with an interview style, figure that out. Like come to the table with an outline of your thoughts and, and, and some sort of idea of what you want to have a conversation about or what the podcast is going to be, you know, the theme of the, the show so that people, you know, they need to know what book they're opening. They need to know what movie they're going to turn on, right? They So what you have to have that in mind at first, but then your voice, your cadence, your flow is all going to come as a result of you turning the microphone on. So I would recommend that people just get started. Don't get caught up with the technicalities of what microphone, what headphones, what cameras I'm going to use. Simply start, record, think of it as an audio experience only if that's going to get you started, right? And then you can get into the whole... Oh, I'm going to, for me, I, you know, I'm always 10 xing I always got to go uh, a million miles an hour. So yeah, of course it started from a phone and then now I have a podcast studio and I got the audio engineers and I, I exploded because that's my personality, but it doesn't have to be you. If you're, if you're the type of person that, you know, I'm, I'm a solo guy, you know, or gal, or, you know, me, you can do a solo cast. You, you can just provide value and, and, and show up with your expertise and you're going to help someone, even if it's one person, you know, think of it yeah. that way. Okay, again, I got to hit on this and touch on this because I've seen other people start podcasts and then they, you know, we live in a society where we want instantaneous results. Oh, we should have X amount of listeners and and downloads and reviews, reviews, you know, right off the bat. And and then people get discouraged or they start a podcast and they do four weeks in a row and then they skip a couple weeks and then they do a couple more and they're. And when we know consistency is key. So what kind of advice do you have around kind of expectations so that people don't fall off too soon without being able to reap the benefits of their work? Yeah, so, so true. And thank you for bringing that up, Lacey. Is, is m- managing expectations is probably one of the most important things. Mm-hmm. You have to understand and know that you're not going to get 10,000 downloads per episode overnight or if ever realistically right. okay so on average the pod uh, a podcast gets about 250 downloads per episode that's good numbers for most right so manage your expectations the big 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 shows you know that get the 10,000 250,000 you know or more it, they've been doing it for a long time we're talking years, maybe decade, where they invested the time and the energy and, and their knowledge to the craft. If you're starting a podcast and you think you're going to get results within three months, six months, 12 months, and I'm going to start getting hundreds, if not thousands of downloads per episode, that's mismanaging your expectations. Mm. So the thing is, you have to look at it as not a traditional media format like radio. A lot of people come to me and they're like, you know, hey, well, you know, how do I get 1-800 mattress on, you know, on my uh, as an advertiser? I'm like, that's not what this is. 
this is a way for you to bridge a relationship to someone you never would have had access to. I never would have had access to to Gary V or to James Altucher or, Ra or Randy Zuckerberg, all these people that I've had on my show if I didn't have a show, right? That's because I wanted to do that and I knew that I needed to figure out how do I get to these people? I need to put myself in places where I know they'll show up and then just ask the question. Just ask and be prepared for the rejection because it could happen, right? So there's a lot of internal work that needs to be done in order for you to succeed because if you manage your expectations and know that, okay, I'm not going to get hundreds of thousands of downloads overnight. Also, um, there is this, there is a term called pod fade in our industry where people don't get beyond six to eight episodes. So know that you may fall prey to being a statistic, right? So commit yourself to a year. I'm going to do a year of this. I'm going to do 50 episodes, right? And when you commit to something and you block out the time and you put support systems and teams and processes in place, that will help you succeed. And then when you get to the point where you're like 50 episodes, trust me, you're not going to stop. Because yeah. now you're going to be like, oh my goodness, look at all the stuff that happened. What would have had if I didn't have a podcast, I wouldn't know this person. I wouldn't have had this client. I wouldn't have this partner. I mean, it's insane what it could do for you. If you so stick with it. If the, if the commitment is to 50 episodes, one of the things that I always tell clients that I work with is, well, going into the deal, we should ask Eric up front. Number one, how do I know it's working? And what do we do? Number two, what do we do if it's not? What are the adjustments that need to be made? So let's assume that a listener is saying, yes, I'm going to commit to 50 episodes. How do we know along the journey that it's actually working? Is there any metrics that we should expect or look at? Or is there any outcomes that are probable? And then what are some of the classic adjustments that might need to be made on the road to 50? Yeah. So all good questions with no direct answers, to be honest, because podcasting has, although it's been around for a long time, right? The iPod, does anybody remember that? I don't even know if they still sell those things. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so everyone asked, that's basically the question, uh, Sean, the number one question, what's the ROI on podcast? You know, what, 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 do, what do I expect from it? What's great is if you're starting from scratch, everything's at zero, right? So anything that you do and anything that you create is going to be a success if you start at your baseline is zero, <laughs> right? So now you get something to gauge and, and, and look at the data and analyze, okay, a year ago, I had no episodes and no downloads and no listeners and followers, but now I have 150 downloads per episode, or I have 250. Oh, Eric said that that was the average. So cool. Mm. I hit the average, right? So at least you have that. But then we also have to look at the intangibles, right? All of the relationships that I just uh, made, all of the all of the, the 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 clients that I just picked up because of the podcast, or a conversation, or a recommendation, or now someone coming up to me. Here's the thing: another thing that I love that is an intangible is people come up to me at meetings and they'll say, "Hey, Eric, man, you got me through 2020. That happened to me recently. Like your show helped me get through." all the craziness. I didn't know what to do in my business. I was pivoting. I was doing this. You have no idea the impact you're making on people because they don't necessarily tell you. This person told me because he saw me in person at a meetup, but imagine all the people that are listening, all the people that are following you that aren't saying anything, the silent majority that's absorbing your knowledge for free, by the way, and they're some of them are taking action and so, or they're, it's inspiring them to take action. Another example is someone came up to me 
and said, hey, I want to find, I'm showing up to one of your real estate meetings and I think I'm going to participate in one of your projects. Fine. Ooh, cool, man. Come, you know, we're, we're, we're a big family or the whole community's there. Uh, you know, we're, we're happy to have you. He joined, right? He invested in one of our projects, multiple projects. And he said, I've been watching you for years. I've been watching you for the past three years of watching your journey. He was a coworker of mine in corporate America. And he said, and it's been an inspiration. I just wasn't ready when you started. You know, I wasn't ready two years ago, three years ago. Now I'm ready. So there are the results, the intangible results that you don't really know until you start doing it. Like, wow, people are actually coming up. People are actually telling me, people are writing me and telling me, I've learned so much. I've gained so much. You inspired me to do this. You inspire me to take action. These are the things that if you do it right and you do it with the intention of helping people, it's massive. And, and, and it fills my heart. It really, truly does. It's, 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 it's a benefit beyond anything that I had imagined. Yeah. I love that that concept of not underestimating how far reaching your your podcast, your words, your content, your transparency and vulnerability will go, right? Because we just never know. So I think that's great. So there's something else too that you said early on that I just want to touch on. Um, you said that when you do create a podcast, you have to be able to leverage it. And so I'm sure it's one thing to just create a podcast and put it on a platform and let it sit there versus creating a podcast and then leveraging it to grow your brand, brand visibility and reach more people. So do you have any um, just maybe one or two quick pointers on on yeah. leverage and what that looks like? My goodness. So a podcast, people always ask questions like, um, am I supposed to do it this way? Or am I supposed to do it that way? And the answer is there's no right way right? It's the wild west. <laughs> Enjoy it because now we can invent and create a podcast for whatever it is we need. So for example, one of my clients, and you guys are going to relate to this, um, she had a book launch and surprisingly the book was coming out in March of 2020. She's like, what am I going to do? The world is shut down. I was going to go to Barnes and Noble. I was going to go to, I was going here. I was going to do a book tour. So why don't we talk about creating a podcast and that can be your book tour. And she's like, <gasps> what? So like now, She's created a podcast, which is leveraging her brand and her book promotion so that she can do what she needed and what she wanted to do by putting her content out there, by reading the book like she would have at a Barnes and Noble, but now to her podcast listeners, to her live audience. She actually leveraged and created a, a community around a live event it, virtually. Mm -hmm. And that became repurposed content for her podcast. So now she does interviews as well and she does solo casts. So she has a mixed bag of a podcast, but she uses the platform to also gain awareness, to put it out there, to put the content from her book out there, to promote it, right? So then we also leverage it by saying, hey, why don't we create ads? You know, for here's the other thing. And I mentioned 1 800 mattress. Um, why aren't people thinking about podcast? advertisements for their companies like right. create an ad spot 15 seconds 30 seconds and put it on your own show right huh. in the mid roll in the beginning or at the end it's like people don't even like what i could do that i'm allowed to do that yes like i said it's the wild west do whatever you want so there's so many ways you can leverage the podcast for your business for your book for whatever it is you're trying to promote and here's the wonderful thing that i'll recommend to people and i'm currently in the process of this myself is when you're writing a book, you can actually start plugging your podcast. You could right. say, go to this website. You can start doing all this cross-pollination within your own ecosystem, which is so, so powerful. 
that's was that was gold. I'm like staring at our producer, like <laughs> we're creating ads for our business now. <laughs> well, and there's, so your, and there's your there's your ROI. There's right. your ROI. There's your ROI. On, yeah. on the podcast, right I love there. it. That's fantastic. So you um, have created services to help people to get started. Um, tell us because I, and 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 you know, oftentimes like the, here comes the part. I always tell people it's like Super Bowl roll row right like so you have these athletes and you talk about the game and then they say so brett Favre, what are you pitching and then it goes like into this random like well i'm telling people about copper fit and you're like where did that come <laughs> from but in, in this i want everybody to know this is not this is not part of an agreement that we have to interview a guest this is a th this is a natural transition so yeah. i honestly do want you to tell us um Somebody that, because here, here's the next thing. One, we have imposter syndrome. That's why I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be nearly as good as the people that I listen to their podcast. Number two, I just have no idea where to start. Yep. And there's videos and things. And so, you know, I could figure that out. But number three, I don't know if I have the time, mm -hmm. right? So like for me to sit down and figure all of this out because I'm, I'm a solopreneur and do this all by myself yeah, it's, it's, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes to record the podcast, but then because of my ineptitude, right. I'm going to spend hours trying to figure out where to put it and do the show notes and get all of that. <laughs> so you have a service because you said people started saying, do I deserve a podcast? Help and, me. And can you help me? <laughs> yeah. Tell me what that looks like. How easy can you make it? What, what do you do for the people to help them? And how, how would somebody that wants to do that? Because I'm, and I'm not just saying this, I know so many people would love to do that because it's making it easy. How would they get in touch with you and start that process? Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that, Sean. I, I, I love talking and speaking in analogies, right? So a lot of our, our, our clients are, are real estate investors. So they buy multifamilies, they buy apartment complexes, right? So when they buy these properties, uh, they're not looking at it and thinking, okay, I'm when, when the property is acquired, I'm going to start, you know, I'm changing the locks and fixing toilets and like doing the work and painting the walls. They investors know they're, they're, value comes in in taking the deal down finding the investors buying it and making it a performing asset would mean which means like the the building was was pretty crappy and then now they made it a shining happy thing that now uh tenants live in and everybody's enjoying life but that's that's their that's their superpower right their their superpower is not in the tiny tiny details of managing the building and making sure everybody gets their mail and all that stuff right that's when you buy a property that's already done that's all fixed and all ready and, 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 and everyone's happy and in their place. That's called a turnkey property, mm -hmm. right? That means that you walked in the door, just like if you're buying a single family house, you can buy a fixer upper, right? And hire people to fix it or do it yourself, right? There are DIYers who want to do their podcast themselves or fix their house themselves. But then there are also people who want to just walk into a house that's all done, maybe even furnished, right? And we call that turnkey in our industry. So that's what we are. We're turnkey podcast providers for the people who were too freaking busy, right? Because they understand and know the power of teams. They understand and know the power of processes and systems, which we've already developed. We've already created the systems and processes for ourselves. We've already created the systems and the teams and the people that know how, like all of our audio engineers, are US born and bred because I understand and know that if you outsource this stuff and we do have tons of VAs, but they're not necessarily the ones in the subject that are aware of or care about the subject matter. 
right? So I wanted to make sure that we have people who get it and love it and are actually using it because they're editing it. And then I was like, oh my goodness, Eric, that podcast where you interviewed X, Y, uh, you told you, David Meltzer just dropped it. Oh my goodness. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. You're gaining something. We're paying you and you're learning at the same time. You're right. earning and you're learning, right? It's great. So the thing is, that's what we do. We make sure that everyone who comes in, who becomes a client understands that we have the teams, we have the processes and the support so that you know that we're not going anywhere. We've been here for years. So a lot of people get concerned like, you know, well, if I hand you my podcast, are you going to own it or are you going to be around? I'm like, you can check our track record. You can see we've been producing for years and years and years. And that's what you want is a team that you can trust will be there for you and your brand as it grows and develops. Mm -hmm. Love it. How do they get started? Where do they go? Yeah, they can go to our website, onairbrands.com um, is really the place to go. And, you know, it has all the forms or they can even email me. Um, hopefully somebody will see it. I've gotten to the point where, hopefully, you know, I'm blessed that I need someone to check my email. Um, yeah. yeah. So Eric, E-R-I-K uh, at onairbrands.com um, if they want to reach out and know more, set up a meeting. Uh, but yeah, I appreciate that opportunity to, to share with your audience. One more um, sort of advanced concept. Um, so not, this is be the minority question, but for people that are super interested, I want to ask this on their behalf. Um, what about people that are doing podcasts? And in our world, we mm -hmm. have a lot of people that kind of segregate into similar various niches and the power of a podcast network. Um, is that something that people should look at if they've been doing it? They got to 50, they got to 100. Is there anything special about that? It seems like oh, there are man. some that are powerful, and it seems like there are some that are kind of like a stew of like <laughs> all kinds of different things. Um, are there any advantages in, in that world? Uh, I Okay, so I, I, I would love to share a ton of knowledge on this, which I don't have. Honestly, I will tell you, though, what I do know of the networks that I'm aware of, uh, they're all trying to figure it out. Right. And the ones who have figured it out have sold the networks. Right. So mm -hmm. so the ones that are doing it right have big corporate dollars behind them. Usually, um, you know, I, I don't know if I would consider uh, Gimlet, you know, with Alex Bloomberg, uh, a network, but he did something powerful, folks, um, where he didn't necessarily create a network, but he created a, a, a channel, a, a, a platform where there was unique content that he was creating podcasts, right? And, and, and mostly in the entertainment format. And he sold that to Spotify. Right. So there's where that's what we're talking. Now we're going into the, the high level of the industry, you know, right. Right now we're playing down here in the SM, the, the small to mid-sized businesses. But when you get to the larger corporations, they're playing in a different game and they're playing with different in a different uh, field because they have the cash right to invest. So I would recommend if you're at the level where you can put together and what's what we've done is is create the we created the honor brands network where it's really all the podcasts that we produce. Right. With the goal in mind honestly, and full transparency here is to build a separate company, a separate entity outside of on-air brands where now it has value. And we mm -hmm. say, okay, hey, the power is in the numbers because the collective gets enough listeners and eyeballs that you may want to sponsor on the shows or a bevy of the shows. Because we are in the real estate space, we got a lot of real estate investors, but we got a lot of other type of companies in different industries. Well, if the network is large enough and the numbers make sense for corporate America to say, yeah, here's my money, put an ad spot on all your shows, 
there is power in that and we're working yep. on, on, on all of that. Yeah. That's great. I love that. It's a, and that's a great thing to sort of stimulate people so that they have a thought process because some people, they get it. They just want to do their podcast. Other people, they're dreamers, they're visionaries. Yeah. And look, you might end up really wrapping your mind around this. And, you know, Eric's in real estate and we deal with a lot of people in health and wellness. Maybe there's a space for you, you to do that. Or it would be even better. We always advocate. Maybe someone would reach out to Eric and there's opportunity to collaborate in the health and wellness space yeah. and develop that as a subsection inside of on-air brands. So all of those things are possible. Yep. And that's what we love. We just love to stimulate the, the discussion, the ideas. Um, but nothing happens if you just listen to this through your headphones, you know, while you're doing your cardio and then you don't do anything afterwards. Like Eric said, it takes time, but it also takes action. You're going to have to like, you have to visit some websites. You have to click on the show notes and look at Eric's stuff. And then you're going to have to send an email you might have to send a couple of emails depending yeah. <laughs> on if they get it or not. You have but to be action is the thing, right? You take action. Listen, I honestly do hope, um, you know, and that's not necessarily our message or our platform, but I honestly do hope that people listening will see the value of having their own podcast. Yes. And I hope that they'll connect with you, Eric, and that you'll serve as a vehicle for them so that they can always reach more people, make a bigger impact and create the lifestyle of their dreams. Eric, thank you so much for being on the show. Anything else that we missed that you feel on your heart that you want our viewers and listeners to know? Now, I, I appreciate you and, and, and all you're doing uh, to change the world. I do want to share uh, actually my mission and my mantra for not just me, but my company. And that is to, to make the world a better place one mic at a time. And how do we do that, right? Through this through our means here, through sharing, connecting others to others and networking so that you can say, hey, I know a guy or I know a podcast or I know a stage that needs a speaker. There's ways with a microphone as our amplifier and our vehicle and tool to make an impact really, truly. And if you um, are interested in making an impact and you know potentially moving the needle and changing the world the way I am, then yeah, give me a call and, and we'll figure it out together. I love it. it. Thank you so much for being on the show. Hey, folks, we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of the None of Your Business podcast.